We have made it through another week, which means it's time for a brand new episode of Making the Call. To start, Austin, Alex, and I are going to discuss Seahawks versus Cardinals, Cowboys versus Chiefs, and then do a college football segment. After that, Rosie and I are going to discuss two NFL matchups we're excited for in the Packers versus the Vikings and the Bengals versus the Raiders, followed by a fancy football segment where we're going to give you some players to trade away and trade for. At the end of the podcast, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, the four of us are going to discuss the most overrated and underrated Thanksgiving foods. Thank you so much for listening. We will get started right after this. Okay, we got Alex and Austin in here. We are going to talk about two big NFL matchups that really intrigue us this weekend, and then we are going to do some college football discussion after that. Uh, guys, the two big games that I think we're all very interested in um, because our favorite teams are in them. Uh, first one being the Cowboys versus the Chiefs. It is in Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite in that game and the over under is 56. And then the second game is the Cardinals at Seattle playing the Seahawks. Cardinals are a two and a half point favorite in that game. Over under is set to 48. I wanted to start with the Cowboys. Uh, first thing that jumped out to me when I saw this was why is Kansas city favored by two and a half points? Uh, did that stick out to either of you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. doesn't make any sense to me. It, yeah, I, I maybe because they're at home, but that's the only reason. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't Surpre- know. It's hard to go in the arrowhead like, and win. I'm surprised it's not already down to like 1.5. Yeah. I feel like this line is going to move. Um, it is two and a half points when we're recording this on Thursday, November 18th. But I, I kind of agree with you, Alex. I think it is going to move by the time we get to Sunday. Um, so Chiefs favored by two and a half. We're going to do our picks kind of at the end of this. Uh, some things to note about this game. One, Tyron Smith should be back at left tackle for the Cowboys. Uh, we all know how important he is to that offensive line. Uh, obviously, he is up there in age. But when he's healthy and on the field, he is still one of the best tackles and best left tackles in all of football. Um, he's not the undisputed best anymore, but he is definitely in that conversation. Uh, so he should be back. That'll be great news for the Cowboys. Um, I want to talk about the Chiefs, though, to start. And I don't know, not trying to be too reactionary, but the Chiefs looked really good last week. That primetime game, that blowout against Vegas, a division rival. Um, but with that said, the Chiefs, they seem to kind of be regaining some of their mojo. Austin, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think the the most important player um, to come out of that game was Travis Kelsey. You know, he had eight catches for 119 yards. Um, he had had a very underwhelming season up to this point. And so I think he needed that as much as Patrick Mahomes also needed that. And so I think, you know, just being able to carry that fire to this week's matchup, you know, that kind of scares me a little bit. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Putting up 41 points against a division rival is obviously on the, know, road gonna, gonna, on the road to going to motivate you. So I don't, yep. definitely this chief's team scares me a little bit more today than it did before they played last week. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Alex, what do you think? Uh, just add to add on to that, I also noticed that Patrick Mahomes was a lot more conservative with his passes. Like, I think eighty, I saw a stat that like eighty percent of his passes were uh, nine yards or less. Hmm. So they were doing a lot of dink and dunking and a little bit more with the run game as well. Yeah, yeah, so it's, they were 
I think they were trying to actually hold on to the ball longer because their defense is just so bad. Well, because they haven't been able to hold on to the ball too. Dinkin yeah, they're trying to no turnovers. They were definitely trying to win the uh, time of possession. Which mm-hmm. to me, I think is a is obviously. I mean, that's a good game script for them to follow, and yeah. it is definitely not the norm when you think of the the Chiefs because the thing with the Chiefs that we've seen since Patrick Mahomes has been their quarterback is they can score in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Just run the touchdown play. Well, yeah, yeah Tony exactly. Dun- <laughs> Tony Dungy said at the beginning of the season, I forget which game it was. I think they were in prime time again. Uh, he said, you dink and dunk for a couple of weeks. Because the NFL, there's no doubt, NFL defenses have started to figure out this Chiefs offense. And so if you can just dink and dunk for a couple of weeks, um, you know, they'll stop playing so much, I, I think, zone. And then, you know, they'll commit. And then Tyreek Hill can burn you in man coverage. So Definitely, um, yeah. And they're definitely starting to take that advice, I think. So yeah. Well, and I wanted to talk about kind of the Kansas City run game because uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been out and since he's been injured they have been running the ball a lot better and t- to me that doesn't really surprise me because when you look at their offensive line and obviously they revamped their entire offensive line in this offseason that was a big talking point for them during this offseason because their previous offensive line couldn't stay healthy we saw what happened when they were on all of their reserves in the Super Bowl Patrick Mahomes was running for his life against that Tampa Bay defensive front. So they get a whole new offensive line. They get younger at the offensive line. But what I've been seeing and what I've been hearing is that the the thing that their linemen do best is run blocking, is getting out in front and, and pummeling a guy instead of setting the pass protection. And you see that a lot with, with a lot of teams is that, you know, if you – we're, we're obviously we're in the analytics age of football and we're all about efficiency and we're like, okay, obviously the pass is more efficient than the run. So in early down situations, you should be passing because it's more efficient. Um, I don't think I need to tell Alex being a Seahawks fan that um, it can be frustrating when your team just runs the ball over and over and over again. With, yeah. with that said, there is a need for that in in the course of a game, because if you're an offensive lineman and you are just back there pass protecting all game, you're going to get exhausted because the the whole nature of what you're doing is completely different. If you're pass protecting, you're moving backwards, you're setting your feet and you're trying to just hold a guy. Whereas if you're run blocking, then you are moving forward and you're pushing a guy back. And from what I, from what I'm seeing and heard about this offensive line for the chiefs is all of them, all of the linemen, their strengths is run blocking. And obviously when you have Mahomes and you have Tyreek Hill and you have Travis Kelsey, you're not going to be running it very much. But when you get a more traditional running back in there, like Daryl Williams is, they have been able to actually go between the tackles and run inside and push it up field. Whereas Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a more shifty back. He's a guy that you need to get out in space, set the He's edge. Dancer. Exactly. Yeah. He's not running between the, the right guard and the center for four yards or five yards Mm -hmm. or six yards. Um, And so with him out, with him being injured, their running game has been a lot better. And I'm going to be interested to see how they are able to run the ball against the Cowboys because we just got done talking about it. The, The key for the Chiefs these past few weeks has been have longer drives, quote unquote, dink and dunk. Don't score too quickly because if you do, you're putting your defense back on the field and we know how problematic that is for this team. The Cowboys on the defense are dealing with injuries. Uh, obviously, Demarcus Lawrence has been out for several weeks. Uh, Randy Gregory is now going to be out for uh, for several weeks, and so you're you have key injuries on the defensive line. I think a big key in this game is going to be how successful the Chiefs are at running the ball, 
Because if they're able to run the ball and keep that explosive Cowboys offense off the field, then they're going to have a chance. Um, that's kind of that to me, that's the key for the chiefs. Uh, Austin, Alex, your thoughts on this, your thoughts on whether a key for the chiefs to win this game or key for the Cowboys to win this game. What do you think is going to be the deciding factor? I think, I think that Micah Parsons did a great job. Um, you know, getting after it last week. I think Micah Parsons is probably, you know, he can create that pressure on Patrick Mahomes as we've seen him do all season. Uh, to other Micah pass rusher. Well. Yeah, Micah <laughs> pass rusher. No, seriously, you know, and I was not a fan of the draft pick at the beginning of the season. I was I not either. Now. Yep. And so I think, you know, the key for the Chiefs to win this game is just going to be don't turn the ball over. You know, the, the Cowboys have been very good at forcing turnovers and Patrick Mahomes earlier in the season had been throwing a lot of picks. Um, and so I think the key for the Chiefs to win the game is going to be that. I think the key for Dallas to win the game is going to be just, I mean, Zeke's got to eat. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks better than he has in years, as we've said in weeks past. And um, I think, you know, his ability to just slow the game down um, is going to be crucial, um, you know, keeping the Cowboys defense off the field as well. So Definitely. Alex, what are your thoughts? Uh, so we're just piggybacking on Austin, but I really think the two keys to the game are time of possession and which which defense can like get a turnover, mm-hmm. which would probably point to the Cowboys. But yeah, I just really think it's going to come down to it's going to be a shootout probably, and it'll probably come down to the last possession probably. Also, it's worth pointing but, out. I think the pick stats for the quarterback are misleading. It's got Patrick Mahomes with ten and Dak is five, but yeah, I think Dak's also lost three fumbles. I it's think also, this year, so that's something to watch yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think takeaways are definitely going to be a big deal in this game. I mean, it's 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 a cliche saying, but it's, you know, if you win the turnover yeah. battle, then you're most likely going to win the game. And I could definitely see that being a deciding factor. Um, yeah. Alex, you, you mentioned that you think it's going to be a shootout. I completely agree. I was looking at the over-under on this game, and it's currently at 56 points. And... Ooh. I think it'll hit at least 60. Honestly. Yeah. I like 35, 31 <laughs> seems about right. <laughs> yeah. Which I know that I was on the nose last week when I picked the over in that Baylor OU game. Um, yeah. Sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with this Cowboys fun. chiefs game, I, if the over, if the over under was 80 points, I think I would still favor the over. This is, Ooh. this is going to be a shootout. Um, 80 neither, I mean, the defenses for both of these teams, I think are not going to be able to slow down the offenses. We saw what the chiefs offense did last week's putting up 41 points against Vegas. Um, and Vegas is not a bad team. They don't like their defense is is solid. They're not as, Mm -hmm. um, they don't generate as many turnovers as the Cowboys defense does. But like I already mentioned, Cowboys are without Diggs Island, baby, uh, Cowboys defense without Randy Gregory. Now without DeMarcus Lawrence, they're going to be relying probably a lot on Micah Parsons to rush the passer, as you alluded to, Austin. That's going to open up things in terms of the passing game. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs, I love that guy. But he is the ultimate boomer bust cornerback. He has the most interceptions in the NFL. I think he, I don't know if it's the most, but I know he is top five in terms of passing yards given up as the closest defender. So, he generates takeaways. He doesn't give up a lot of touchdowns. I think he's given up what one or two on the year. So his touch- Ty- Tyreek Hill is going to change that this week. Tyreek Hill, I think, I think you're there's going to well, be he a lines big- up. 
Yeah. Go ahead. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Trayvon just follows Tyreek because he lines up a lot in the slot. So if he's not playing nickel, you know. See, I don't think that he will. Uh, I mean, he very, yeah, he I don't very well might. But, um, you know, Anthony Brown on the other side has been really good this season. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs has gotten all of the all of the discussion because of all the takeaways, you know, Diggs Island. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, we saw, what was it? It was last week um against the falcons it was like back-to-back plays on the same drive where anthony brown had like pass broken ups and it forced a a fourth down and falcons had to go three and out so he has played really well this season uh so Diggs might follow hill but the thing is is that if you put trayvon Diggs on tyreek hill are you putting who anthony brown on kelsey because you're either put you're either going to be putting anthony brown on kelsey or what the Chiefs probably want well, is putting Micah Parsons or Van Der Esch on Kelsey, and then Kelsey is just going to have a day. Well, they're probably going to shade him with the safety too, since he's tight, a tight end. But. Bring down like you know KZ or um, Curse or yeah. someone. Yeah, I could see that. Mm. Um, definitely. Okay, so on this game, we I think it's going to be a shootout. Alex, you think it's going to be a shootout? Austin, you think it's going to be a shootout? Yeah. Okay. Everybody, everybody's picking shootout, and everybody's right. So we all. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, so we're <laughs> all know. taking the over on fifty six. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Fade us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chiefs minus two and a half. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys to win this game. So I, of course, and even if the Cowboys lose this game, I don't think they're losing by a field goal. Uh, the Chiefs historically, with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, are terrible against the spread. They win a lot of games. Uh, but they very rarely cover games. So even if you don't think the Cowboys can win this game, I would still pick them to cover. I think that's definitely the way to bet on this game. Alex, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'd I'd agree. But, you know, field goal is, that's not a lot of points, but I I think Dallas is winning outright anyways. So, yeah, just take the points. Okay. Austin? Gosh, we're such homers. I think (laughs) Dallas wins outright. (laughs) Okay, so we're all taking Dallas? Yep. Love it. All right. Go Cowboys. That, that makes me very nervous um, for this game as a Cowboys fan, especially since you picked them. Hey, but I've never bet on them. That's, 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 true. that's my rule. So Alex, Alex bet on them and they lost to the Broncos. Yeah. He, he texted me earlier today. He said, Hey, I think I'm thinking of betting the Cowboys this week. And I was like, Oh, don't please don't, Dude, please don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> please no. Um, also I do have one quick, cowboy correction from last week okay my father my father-in-law he's a huge tony romo fan and last week we said that tony romo had only won one playoff game and he wanted me to make sure that i mentioned that tony romo had won two playoff games it was the eagles and the lions oh okay so dak does have one tony has two so he's gonna love that i put that in there yeah all right yeah awesome correction random yeah random correction no 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 hey we are all about integrity here at making the call so i absolutely i love that okay if you have any any other complaints you can instagram message andrew and no 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 you email email our hr department at making the call one (laughs) at gmail.com i was disappointed uh we didn't get any applications for the new producer uh so please if you're interested feel free to reach out to us Uh, craig is bashing (laughs) bashing us on social media yeah yeah i've I've blocked him on (laughs) myspace even um cancel craig (laughs) (laughs) let's get that trending (laughs) oh goodness okay moving on from the cowboys and chiefs uh the second game we were going to talk about is the cardinals at the seahawks at alex your seattle seahawks who are fighting for their season at this point 
The Cardinals are favored by two and a half points on the road. Uh, Seattle is historically a tough place to play. The over-under in this game is set to 48. Uh, Looks like it's going to be a game-time decision for Kyler Murray is what I've been seeing. Um, He was practicing today, though. He was? Okay. I saw some videos. He looked pretty good. Okay. When's their bye week? Uh, Uh, I think they've already had it. I think oh, they already have it. it. I thought I it was. So. I thought it was the following week. I could be wrong. I'm. I'm not sure really. Okay. I, I'll. I'll. I'll double check. Yeah, it is. It is the following week. It is. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, so sit him. That's a late. The, yeah. So that was the one thing I saw was that health wise he should be good to go, but they might be cautious. And you'd rather play Kyler Murray than Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. You know Alex is, last year. Alex is high on Colt McCoy. Yeah. No, no. no. As we Here's, saw last see, week. Colt, seriously, though, Colt, <laughs> Colt McCoy t- tore us up last year with the Giants. He beat us in a game. Same defense as last year. Colt basically. McCoy is the best backup in the NFL. Cooper yeah, Rush. He, I think he's beat the Seahawks twice actually as a starter. Cooper Rush number two, or Colt McCoy one A, Cooper Rush one B. DeAndre Hopkins is back, right? No, he's out. Or they haven't they haven't ruled him out, but he is not likely to play this week or not likely to practice. So I don't think they're going to have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they're probably waiting till after the bye to try and bring him back, give him that extra week. Um, That's smart. Kyler Murray will probably play, but he, like Alex yeah. said, he practiced today. But I think it's going to be a game. I'd decision. also I'd rather him play too because I know he's not going to be a hundred percent. Like. Yeah. I would take eighty five percent Kyler Murray. I would too. And Colt McCoy. And we honestly, Absolutely. our de- we our defense plays Kyler decent actually. Like in his two games, he hasn't. I don't think he's gone over three hundred yards. Yeah. How does how does how does how does um blitz blitz boy uh go up against Kyler Murray? Has he done pretty well against him? Blitz boy? Uh, I think he sacked him last year. Okay. Honestly. All right. There you go. Blitz boy's catching p- picks now. Watch, <laughs> yeah, out. watch out, world. <laughs> Even though uh, that pick was like a punt. <laughs> how many how many interceptions do you know i mean you probably don't how many interceptions has he gotten for the seahawks one that was first okay so he needs to get one more <laughs> to equal the amount of picks that y'all traded for him right yep guys i'm dumb <laughs> i don't know i don't know who blitz boy is <laughs> jamal adams it was te- it was oh yeah okay <laughs> it's technically three picks because we gave a third to <laughs> okay just salt on an open wound <laughs> okay well on this game between the Cardinals and the Seahawks, we mentioned Kyler Murray. We mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Chris Carson is likely out for Seattle. He's likely out for his career, I think. Oh, okay. So if you have him on your fantasy team, you should be trying to trade him to Randy right now. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on one second, guys. Just, <laughs> you, tried, mention, you tried to trade me Chris Carson back. Don't mention the so, yeah, wonder neck injury that no one knows. I also traded you Clyde cool. Edwards Alaire, so I did I did offload two. Yeah. Goodness. Two pains. I uh, I yeah. we we don't. This is probably going to make but, great. But podcasting, you traded you traded me to... Gaskin. So Gaskin, not bad. He's very inconsistent. Under, very under. You never know what you're going to get. Um. Anyways, back to the back to this NFL matchup. Alex, I need to ask you: mm-hmm. Is Seattle season done if they lose on Sunday? Oh, definitely. But yeah, Sim- simple key to the game. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe score some points. Ooh! Last last week was the uh, first time ever Russell Wilson shut out for the Seahawks. 150, Wait, 150 is, games. Do you think that is he Alex needed suggesting to... what I think he's suggesting that you have to score points to win football games? <laughs> that, that's that's it. 
Can we get <laughs> can we get research on this to verify? I, no, I honestly think the though I, seriously though I think the defense has been playing fine. The offense just needs to wake up. Basically, like Russ needs to shake off his rust and show up. Yeah, I think honestly for Seattle, uh, the key to this game is they just need to establish the run. They have to get the running game going. Alex, would you agree? <laughs> I would actually agree, to be honest. Oh! Because la- last week they sort of went away from it, but if you looked at Alex Collins' stats, I think he was averaging over four yards a carry. They just didn't give it to him enough, honestly. Hmm. Isn't he and hurt a- now? Alex Collins isn't terrible. Uh, like, no, I think he's healthy. You can, he's going to play, right, Alex? About- yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I'd say you don't have to feed him a lot, but like 20, 20-ish carries would be fine. Yeah, he, he has a... Uh, like a low metabolism he doesn't require a lot of food you just got to feed him just a little bit just enough got it just okay that wasn't <laughs> even that bad. wasn't even the dad joke this week oh you guys are in Gosh, for a doozy you are in for a doozy oh i'm so excited okay so prediction time cardinals minus two and a half i think i gotta take the cardinals in this one i'm sorry alex i just um mm-hmm. even if colt so, mccoy plays greatest backup in the nfl um except maybe Cooper Rush. Two, two against the Hawks. Yeah. So I'm taking the Cardinals minus two and a half. Austin, how are you leaning? Yeah, Cardinals winning cover. Okay. Alex? I'm just going to go for the Seahawks. I think Russ ba- bounces back and the defense plays well enough to win. Got to root for your team. I love it. I respect it. Okay. Yeah. We're such homers. <laughs> hey, you don't you don't come to this podcast for unbiased sports opinions. That's... <laughs> If, yeah, if, you, if you're that. looking for that, go elsewhere, please. Um, yeah, if you want Cowboys opinions, just go ask Stephen A. He can give you a completely unbiased opinion. Oh, or Nets opinions. Don't give out, don't <laughs> give out bad advice. That, that, uh, that advice is not endorsed by this podcast. I just want to make that very well known. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cowboy, Cowboys and the Nets. Stephen A. just hates us. Yeah. Hates those guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, he backed, he backed up the Nets on, uh, on ESPN yesterday. He, yeah, he said Kevin Arant should, get tr- or should request a or, trade. Well, more, more just Kyrie Irving, I guess, than the Nets. So. Yeah, man, we could we could have a whole podcast episode about Kyrie Irving, but yeah, we're um, another day. Yeah, another day. yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, maybe in the off season. We'll wait for that. <laughs> um, okay, so that's going to do it for this NFL segment. Rosie and I have another one coming up um, later in the podcast. But when we come back, we are going to get into college football. We're going to talk about the new rankings. We're going to talk about my favorite game of the season that took place this past weekend. Um, and try and do it in a polite manner to where Alex does not leave the podcast. Uh, So we are going to get into all the big headlines in college football right after this. Okay, we are back. Uh, We are going to be talking college football. Uh, I wanted to start off with our favorite segment, Is Texas Back? No, but Kansas is. (laughs) Rock cha, baby. Oh, man. Man. Football school. <laughs> I I just I cannot believe that Texas lost to Kansas at home. I I just I mean that's in in a week where Baylor upset OU, which was the biggest game in the Big Twelve, the one that was made all the headlines and was all over social media was Texas, like, what is, what is going on down there in Austin? That was just absurd. I don't know. I was almost as happy about 
Kansas beating Texas as I was about A&M beating Bama. <laughs> it was like, that's how much I hate Texas. But it was almost there. Oh, my gosh. I just uh, – apparently, go ahead. Apparently the kid for Kansas who caught that pass is like his first ever catch in like offensive snap. He's like a special teams player. What a I, I saw that. Yes. He is from a, um, he's from a small town in Kansas and yeah. he was a walk on true freshman. That was his first, that was like that drive was his first um, like offensive snaps. And that was his first catch in his collegiate career. Oh, and it man. was, to win against Texas, but he is, he is immortalized Legend. in the Jayhawk yes. Hall of Fame forever. Absolutely. Now, that, I yeah. love it. Retire the Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was incredible. Um, and honestly props to Kansas, like props to their head coach. They score in overtime and he says, score forget this. We are in yeah. overtime against Texas in Austin. We are going for two and we're, we are either winning this game or losing this game. We're not going to continue Go for this. it on the road. Always. I, I respected it so much. I just, yeah, I loved that decision and it worked out for him. And even if it didn't work out, like I still would have respected it. Um, so even with, they were also down 28 at one point, I believe. Yeah. Or was it 21? I can't remember. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember, but Kansas, but it falls into our criteria that we had prior. Every, so Texas will not be in the college football playoff. Um, we can definitively no. say that. <laughs> don't think so. Kansas put so. up 57 points on Texas. <laughs> They might not be in the bowl season. Before period. that game, had Kansas put up fifty-seven <laughs> points all year? I don't think so. Like combined across all games. Yes. Not, yeah, yeah, they had. They had. <laughs> okay. They put right. a lot on OU. It was wishful thinking. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> against OU. Yeah. They two put big, up thirty-three the t- on the two D. SEC schools. You know, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> man, Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt is so excited to play OU in Texas oh, whenever they man. get there. Oh man, <laughs> big rivalry between uh, hey, Texas and Vanderbilt, man. I'm gonna make the call. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, yes. wait, wait, wait! You're making the call. I am making the call. All right, cue the music. Cue the music. I'm making the call that Texas does not end the season bowl eligible. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. They, who do they have left? They have West Virginia and Kansas left. Kansas and State, you mean? Kansas State, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They wish Kansas they had Kansas State. left. Actually, Kansas they State. No, 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 they don't. No. no. But I think they okay. also have to go yeah, to Morgan. I like that. No, no, no. Yes. Okay. So you are making the call that Texas will not be bowl eligible. That If that happens, then... Sark is gone. Sark is, yeah, he's out of there, right? No, he's he not. should have been gone on Monday. His buyout's like twenty million dollars right now. They're not going to pay. You think that. Texas is short on money? That is that's that. tissue paper at a uh, in UT. <laughs> yeah, that is twenty million's a lot, man. Like it is, but know, these yeah. these big schools buy like out high, coaches all Nick the time. Nick Saban only makes nine point seven million a year. Only nine point seven million a year. Yeah, yeah, but like that. Do y'all think he like works like? Do you think Nick Saban does like DoorDash on the side to like pay the bills? Yeah, well, and he, you got a way too, like twenty million versus like the what's the revenue loss? No, but I think, like they'll, I think they'll give them to a Kansas year to repeatedly year after year. What'd you say, Alex? I think they'll give him a year to bring in recruits and stuff. Okay, hmm. I wouldn't. The play calling has. Been I don't rational. know. I don't know, man. It's Texas. Texas makes rash decisions. It just they were back. We all, they were back. <laughs> I don't think they've ever fired a coach though after one year. 
They haven't? I think they've okay. They should have kept Tom like, Herman in my But opinion. have they ever had a coach lose to Kansas? Charlie Strong. Did he lose to Kansas? He did. Oh. Okay. Was that? Okay. All right. They should have kept Tom Herman. I, That's they right. sh- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. Um, yeah. Actually, they shouldn't have because then they wouldn't have lost. All right. Kansas, we're we're so going way too long on our favorite segment. Let's move on to some yeah. of the some of the actual <laughs> games. It's supposed to be like a 10 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um all right, moving on from that, I just wanted to say to the podcast, um, Sikkim Bears. Uh, Sikkim Bears and, oh, Sikkim Bears. Uh, Baylor upset OU. It was incredible. Um, we get it. it. I'm just kidding. I, hey. I love it. I've been calling this for weeks now. I, I All season. Yeah, I need to have my victory lap. It, you can have it. It was awesome. Um Alex probably muted the the podcast right now, just waiting for my <laughs> lips to stop moving. Um, but yeah. <laughs> believe me, we all are. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the fact that we just got dominated sort of made it easier to take. And just like Caleb Williams just had his worst game, you know, freshman, yeah, freshman moment for him. I Hope, never thought they would put Spencer over Rattler it. back in. No, they I didn't think to. they yeah, would have to I for did. the rest of the season. Caleb, Caleb I, was. Trying to do way too much. Well, you know, you know what they say: if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. So, and uh, as a, as the college his, who had Kyler Murray stepped on too, and I think Kyle he was Allen, injured. I can attest to that statement. <laughs> if you've got oh, two quarterbacks, goodness. you got no quarterbacks. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Sutherland, man, or Kevin Sutherland was a nightmare. But anyways, we don't have time was, to go into that. Anyway, <laughs> Sikkim Bears. Uh, it was an amazing game. It was very exciting to watch. Um, even I'm though it even though it means that. The Big 12 probably won't be in the college football playoff this year. That is that's, okay. That's No, that's false. What? Oklahoma Who? State wins out. They're going in. Oklahoma State wins out. They're going in. I don't think. I don't, I don't think. think Oklahoma put, State has a top five defense. Yeah, but I don't think that they'll put a one loss Big 12 champion in over an undefeated Cincinnati. Yeah, if they, it was well, a one loss a, SEC team or a one loss Big 10 team, maybe, but. No, nah, they have a better schedule. And, and SMU's beating Cincinnati this weekend, baby. All right. Well. Hey, I'm not gonna. Shh, I'm. Shh, that pick's coming. Hey. Shh. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to make the call officially because we just did the sound effect. Um. But it's a good sound effect. It, it's wait, an wait. amazing sound effect. But I just we we don't want to overuse it. But I am making the call that a one loss Big Twelve team is not going to be in the college football playoff. Yeah. That. Uh, mm-hmm. That's. I. You can disagree, and I could be wrong, but. When you just look at the rankings and okay, so top ten right now, Georgia one, Bama two, Oregon three, Ohio State four, Cincinnati five, Michigan, and then Michigan State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, and Wake Forest. A one loss right. Oklahoma State is not getting in over a let's see. Okay, so Georgia's either gonna have one loss or Bama's gonna have two losses. I don't think Georgia's a one loss Oklahoma State's gonna get in over one of the either of those two teams. Do you? You don't think oh. a one-loss Oklahoma State gets in over two-loss Bama? I don't. Yeah, they do. I think they do. The committee's not going to put in a two-loss team. I don't think they have the balls to. Okay, but like, see. Okay, so let's say they, they can. Let's say they they'll, do. They'll so, so who are the other? Who are the other two teams? So if it, if, so if it's wait, what's the scenario? Okay, so what's let's say scenario? let's say Oklahoma State wins out, and so they're at okay. you know ten and they're one tw- or whatever. Twelve and one. Twelve and, 12 one. and one. Okay. Um, Georgia, let's say they beat Bama, and so they're undefeated. So obviously Georgia's a one seed. You have yep, Bama with one. two losses. You have Oklahoma Ohio State with State's one loss. In there. You have let's say let's say Ohio State beat Michigan State this week. 
So Ohio State has one loss. Michigan and, okay. and then they beat Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have, <laughs> and have, you have Cincinnati who's undefeated. And then you also have Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, you can't forget about Oregon. But Oregon's losing. I mean, they might, but let's say let's say Oregon wins out. Let's say you have a one loss well, Pac yeah, twelve. They went out. They're in. But that's what I'm saying. Someone's getting left out. It, no, it well, would yeah. Be, if everybody, if everybody be, wins out, they're not getting in. They need it would little, be Georgia. People lose. Then Ohio State at two, probably Oregon at three, and Cincinnati at four. Yeah, if everybody wins out from now on, except for like Alabama, yeah, they're not getting in for sure. Absolutely. I but. yeah. I think a, there's I think a lot. A there's lot, a lot of losses on the board. I don't. It's going to be Bama chaos. I think sits at five it's in gonna, that scenario. Get ready for chaos. It's coming. Oh yeah, but I just I think a lot outside, has to happen outside for a big of Georgia team to get in because Georgia's winning the whole thing. But two through the four is going to be chaos. I think. Okay. I don't think I don't think Oklahoma State. There's no scenario where Oklahoma State gets in though. Hmm. If, if 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 a lot of if like Oregon loses, Cincinnati loses. Yeah, I think they get in easy. Hmm. Okay. Um, you heard it here first. I'm, yeah. I'm making the. I'm gonna make. You're the making call the call. Right call. All right. <laughs> Cincinnati. Cincinnati. the music. <laughs> Cincinnati's not gonna finish the season undefeated. They're gonna lose to SMU or Houston. Quit stealing my pick. It's coming. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go through a few games real quick, and then we'll do Austin's picks, and then uh, we're gonna do. Uh, we'll do the segments with Rosie after that. Uh, Just one pick. Number seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. Ohio State is a 19-point favorite over under a 68 and a half. Uh, That's a lot. In a Big Ten matchup where the defenses are supposedly decent. Yeah. No, it's not 68. Ohio State. Ohio State's best uh, offense in the league, but they have a lackluster defense. Right. So winner of this game, do we think likely gets into the college football playoff? Whether it's – I mean, if Michigan State upsets Ohio State and then goes on to win the Big Ten – Winner of this game controls their own destiny. I okay. agree with that. But because that's a good, not, that's a good way not, to put it. Ohio State. Ohio State, State Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Even though Michigan's or Ohio State's own that, but I think this year is going to be close at least. Yeah. It's at Michigan too. I think so, if mm-hmm. Ohio's or I think if Michigan State wins, nah, it's not. Gonna I think it's but. iffy if they'll get in, but I think if Ohio State wins, they're definitely. No, not. if Michigan wins out, they're getting in. No, I'm talking about Michigan State. Yeah, or Michigan State. Yeah, uh, I think Michigan State. If they went out, I think they're in. Their only loss is to Purdue. I think the funny. I think the only way, and I think where it gets interesting, and we we won't keep hounding on the rankings, but if Bama Michigan State beats, if Bama beats Georgia, and then you have a one loss Georgia, and you have I a one loss Bama, they're both they're both in it. Like they're both getting in, right? Yeah, probably. Okay, absolutely. So then yeah. you have two spots yeah. for. The Big Ten champ, the Pac-12 champ, Cincy. the Big 12 champ, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati if they're undefeated. Yeah, which they won't be. So, it that's in terms of non-Bama Georgia fans, that's the nightmare scenario because if Bama beats Georgia, then they're both getting in, and that takes up half of the playoff. Greatest conference in. And they probably do it if that happens. Then they probably do Bama at one in Georgia at three so that they don't have to do a matchup again until the national championship. So, yeah. Um, okay. So I'm in this Michigan state, Ohio state game. I am taking Ohio state, but I'm not taking the points. I'm going to say Michigan state covers at 19 point spread. Austin, where are you leaning mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, I think Ohio state gets out early, but I think Michigan state has constantly proven that they are, you know, going to be in there late in the game. Uh, so I think Michigan state, Definitely covers, but Ohio State wins. Okay. 
Alex? Yeah, I think uh, Michigan State's going to try and control the time of possession and just hold the ball a lot because their defense isn't great, but they have a really good running back. But I think Ohio State, it's going to be a game until like the third quarter, and then Ohio State, they're not going to cover, but I think they win by two touchdowns. Okay. So. All right. Um, And over-under on this game, uh, over-under is set to 68.5. I'm taking the under in this. Taking the over. Ooh. Oh, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of points. Ohio man. State averages like almost 50 points a game. They're like at 49, I think. Yeah, that's just, I, I don't know. That's a lot of points. If if Michigan State can't like control the ball a lot, I think like Ohio State's quick. They're like, they run the touchdown play like Kansas. Kansas I'm taking State, the under. So. I think, I mean, Michigan State's going to run some clock. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just, it all depends if they can run the ball or not. Okay, right. so I'm taking Which the under. I think they can. Austin's taking the under. Which, Alex, yeah. you're on for the over. Yeah, I'll take the over. Okay. Ooh, somebody's exactly. gonna be wrong. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Next game, number 21, Arkansas at number two, Bama. Um, the only reason I wanted to mention this game is because uh, it is making the call is going to the game. Um, by that I mean I am going to the game. I'll be in attendance. Um, oh, nice. So that'll be really fun. Uh, very excited for at? that. It's in Bama. Um, my, uh, sister goes to school there. And so mm-hmm. my wife and I are going to visit her this weekend. So we're going to go to the game. So can you make a Nick Saban hatred sign of some kind? Um, so we're sitting in the student section. Oh, uh, so you're going to die. All right, <laughs> never mind. Um, I really like doing this podcast and I would not want to meet an early death. So I'm not going to do that. And sorry, it becomes an OU propaganda. I, I'm, Alex I'm sorry to Austin and Alex and the other people on the, everyone on this podcast and listeners, but I will be rooting for Bama in this game. So hogs. I will hogs, be at the <laughs> game. Suey, baby. I will probably be wearing a Bama shirt. So oh, he'll have one of those little pom-poms. For this weekend, <laughs> roll tide. How much money do I have to pay you to wear an A&M shirt to Bryant Denny? <laughs> a Jimbo Fisher shirt would be best. I mean, I'm yes. not a huge A&M fan, so <laughs> a lot of money. Okay. Like at okay. least several thousand doge coins did you know did you know that a and beat bama did you know that okay so moving on um <laughs> we have uh number three oregon at number 23 we didn't utah we didn't pick we didn't pick alabama Arkansas. okay all right we'll pick it real quick um yeah. i don't think it's going to be close Bama's a 20 and a half point favorite over under is 58 and a half i'm going to take bama and i'm going to take bama but i'm not going to take the points because i actually want it to be close and somewhat exciting but I'm going to take the over on that 58 and a half and I'm going to take Bama, but I'm going to take Arkansas to cover Austin. Uh, Bama win and take the points and take the over. Okay. Clean sweep. Alex? Bama, but they don't cover just because their defense isn't stellar. So okay. More dissension. What about over under? Yeah, I'll take, the, I'll take the over. Okay. All right. So we're all in agreement on the over there. Um, the final game... <laughs> Is number three Oregon at number twenty three Utah? Uh, this is gonna be good. This is interesting. So, Utes. It's amazing how in Utah. everyone just assumes sneaky hard place to play. Especially see that, okay. So that's the thing. Everyone assumes that Oregon's losing this game. Every, they are, and even Vegas is. Utah is the twenty three ranked team in the country. Oregon is the third ranked team in the country, and Utah's hmm. favored by three points. They're favored by a field goal. Cause, cause it's a fake number three, but we'll move on from that. I don't. It's definitely not a shoe in that Oregon wins, but it's definitely like people are just completely riding off Oregon. They are like it doesn't make any sense to me. 
I mean, they're the third ranked team quarterback in the nation. Struggles with the forward pass. Like if Utah shuts down the run, it's over. Like all you got to do is force. Yeah, this but pass. Oregon has an amazing offensive line, so it's not you can't uh-huh. just say, "Oh, if they shut down the run." That, I mean, that's, that's yeah, they have and, an amazing offensive line, but that that hasn't helped his passing ability. Well, in their he's, defensive, you still got to be able to pass it to him. Their you know? defensive line is number one in the Pac-12 in sacks and tackles for loss too. So I think they can create some disruption there as well. Yeah, and they've sort of just been rallying around. I don't know if you guys are familiar with their the two players who passed away for Utah, but they've oh, been yeah. rallying. Their team's been rallying around that a lot, and they're six and one since starting one it's, and two. It's hmm. not a foregone conclusion either way. It's I think you could legitimately just flip a coin. Yeah, and they they started the season with a former Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer, but ever oh, since yeah. switching to Cameron Rising, they've been six and one as well. So hmm. okay, well I'm taking Oregon to win, and I'm taking the points minus three. Yeah, Alex, how do you lean in this? I honestly think Utah's going to win by at least 10. I think they're going to stifle them on the offense Ooh. and win like, I think they're going to win like 24 to 10, something like that. They're going to ground and pound them and it's going to be a cold night in Utah and it's going to be a fun one for the students. Okay. So Are they three point favorites, three point, three and a half, I think. No, there are uh, three last time I checked. Okay. So it's moving. All right. I'm taking Utah to win by four points. So you're taking and Utah to win and cover. Alex is taking Utah to win and cover. I am taking Oregon to win outright. Over under at fifty nine. I'm going under. That's a under. Cold night in Utah. I think I am too. Yeah. Okay. So it's probably going to be the over then because we all agree. Um, yep. <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, we should track that. I, it, it might be hard to track, but we should track if any like lines or bets or that we all agree on. We should see like if you bet the opposite how likely like it hits because I, yeah. Hey, a new, a new, a new staff position just opened up at making the call. If you would like to be our stat guy, <laughs> please send us an email at making the call one at gmail.com. We can pay, we can pay you one Dogecoin a year. So, um, think of it as like a, a, a you know, a very well-paying internship. Um, I have you like covered 25 for 520 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Austin, give us your, upset picks for this week and then i have one upset pick this week and it is i'm taking smu over number five cincinnati in a a shootout tanner mordecai in a shootout the quarterback for smu is throwing bombs he's throwing cincinnati's 11 italian stallion tanner mordecai italian stallion The this is my David versus Goliath pick this week. Oh man, Southern Methodist. So oh, I was yeah, so baby. mad. Methodist, get Samford. your popcorn ready. Well, you know I've been rolling with the Baptists <laughs> with Samford and and uh, yeah. Baylor. Samford, so, uh, by we're gonna talk about it later. But that oh my gosh, that game was so, so exciting. Close. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was, Florida was celebrating like they've knocked off a number five team late or something. They yeah, I really wanted that one. Also, I could have been cheap and taken Kansas is a one point favorite over Baylor, and I could have taken them as the cheap David versus Goliath pick. But we don't do cheap here, so I'm taking I'm taking <laughs> SMU. Okay, and that I'm taking the Stangs. And that was your one. That was your one pick for this week. Yes, David versus Goliath pick for this week. I love it. That? Okay, that awesome. It. All right, so that's his David versus Goliath pick. Uh, when we come back, it is going to be Rosie and I. And we are going to be talking, uh, we're going to do our own NFL segment, talking about the Packers and Vikings matchup this week, the Bengals versus the Raiders. And then we're going to do some fantasy football talk after that. 
And then we're going to end the podcast with our Thanksgiving food segment, which I'm very excited about. So we will get that all kicked off right after this. Okay, I got Rosie in here. We have two NFL matchups that we wanted to talk about, and then we're going to get into a fun fantasy segment that we came up with. Uh, Rosie, Austin and Alex and I already hit on the Cowboys versus the Chiefs game and the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. So the two games that you and I picked for this week, one, Packers at the Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, It's a shame we couldn't have Trent on here because I know he would have many thoughts on this game, but we will um, do our best without him. Uh, Green Bay is a one and a half point favorite on the road uh, in this matchup, and the over-under is currently set to 47 and a half. Do you, I mean, do you see the Vikings having a chance in this game? I see him having a chance. I, I don't see why the Packers are only favored by a point and a half, though. I agree. You think it should be higher? Yeah, I mean, the Packers are the number one seed in the NFC, right? Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, as I pull it up, there's, I think there's three teams with two losses uh, in the NFC still, and it's the Packers at eight and two, the Cardinals at eight and two, and the Cowboys at seven and two, because they've already had their bye. And then, um, the Rams and Bucks each have three losses, but yeah, Green Bay is a one seed. I, I think the, I think the spread should be higher as well. I, I think it should be at least a field goal personally. I, I agree. Uh, it's just the, the Packers are, I wouldn't call them like a dominant team, but they do have all the pieces and their defense has actually been performing. Their defense well. has been good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I think I would go as far to say that they're dominant, mainly because I feel like the Rams have kind of fallen off a little bit. They've been struggling the past mm-hmm. few weeks. Um, I think we need to restart the whole free Odell movement. Uh you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him out of play. Get him out of LA. <laughs> uh but That's right. the Packers, I mean, in games where Aaron Rodgers has played. You can't count the the week where he had COVID and it was Jordan Love against the Chiefs. And they kept it close anyway. And they kept it close anyways. But the games where he's played, the only game they've lost was week one in that weird matchup against the Saints. Since then, Aaron Rodgers is undefeated. And, I mean, they've had close games, but their offense has been awesome. I mean, we know the Rodgers-Devontae Adams uh, connection. Obviously, they're going to suffer a little bit with the Aaron Jones injury that happened. But A.J. Dillon should step in nicely, and they had already been integrating him into the offense a lot uh, for being the number two. But And like you said, their defense. Their defense has been legit, and it, it pains me to to sing the praises of the Packers. But to me, I I think the Packers win this game pretty easily. Uh, it The Packers have won in Minnesota the past two years that they've gone there. Uh, if you look at... If you look at Rodgers' record against the Vikings in Minnesota, it gets a little hazy. Uh, one of the games, he got hurt like on the third play of the game, broke his collarbone. Uh, that was several years ago. And um, I think the Packers win. I think they win by at least a point and a half. So they win by at least two games. And I don't think it's very close. Uh, if you are looking at kind of this, this point spread, uh, which way are you leaning? Uh, definitely Packers, but... Maybe the Lions like this because the Vikings keep everything close, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's true. They they play the Lions close. They play the Cardinals close. Um, they the Vikings are such a difficult team because they do have a lot of good pieces, and it's just 
their defense especially has been like really up and down. Like yeah. They give up a ton of points and then. Well, and the Vikings um, are one of those teams like they have a lot of talent on that roster. They do. But they're like, they should be so much better than what they, how they performed this year. Like if you just go down the, go down their roster, you would expect them to have won some of these games they've lost and to not be four and five on the year and to at least, you know, at least flip that and be, you know, five and four or something. But I mean, they're on the outside looking in, in the NFC playoff picture. And I don't know, I think they've been, I mean, I know that Vikings fans would agree with this, but I think they've been pretty disappointing this year in terms of the talent that they have. Yeah. And I, I would blame the play calling. I think Trent would too. Uh, the, the, they've just been so conservative, like that game against the Cowboys, like, what are you doing? You're playing against a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. like unleash Justin Jefferson, like give him the ball. And yep. that's why they beat the chargers. So there's no reason why the Vikings should beat the Packers. I don't think that being said, I can see it happening anyway. Yeah. And that being said, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> my, uh, my prediction for this game is I think this is going to be a blowout and I, oh, really? I think this is Mike Zimmer's last game as head coach of the Packers. If it's a blowout, I think that's a call. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's pretty big. I think I could see this just I could see Aaron Rodgers just destroying the Vikings winning like 38 to nothing. And it's just not close from the opening kick. And Monday morning, you get the Adam Schefter tweet that uh, the Vikings are moving on from head coach Mike Zimmer. Uh, I, I don't know why I just kind of had to have this feeling, you know, we're probably going to look back on this podcast and say, Oh, oh, Andrew was dead wrong. You know, even the Packers win, you know, it was close or whatever, but I just, I don't know. I just have this feeling that it's, there's going to be some, some, it's going to be a weird game. And I, and I wouldn't be shocked if it was a blowout. Uh, It would have to be a drubbing. It would be, yeah, it would have to be just embarrassing um, in order for that to happen. I completely agree. Um, So we both made our picks for this game over under at 47 and a half. That's, that's a, that's a tough line. I mean, that's kind of right in that, in that, that zone where you don't really want to bet it. I think I would probably take, I think I would take the under. Um, I don't really have a reason why it's just, I don't really know what to do with that line. So it's just a coin toss to me. Uh, do you have any opinion one way or the other on that? Well, I'll, I'll take the other side just because I can, I can see it going over. I mean, these offenses can dominate from game to game. Mm -hmm. We'll see if it happens though. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from this game, um, another really exciting game this week is the Cincinnati Bengals at Las Vegas taking on the Raiders. The Bengals are a one-point favorite on the road, so Vegas thinks this is pretty much a pick uh, Over-under on this game is set to 50. To me, both these teams need a get-right game, and this game is going to be a defining moment moment for one of these for both of these teams because... Both the Raiders and the Bengals have lost their last two games. They're both out of the playoff picture where it was a few podcasts ago we were recording and the Bengals were the one seed in the AFC and we were discussing whether or not we thought they were. And, you know, I 
am on record saying I thought they were a top two team in the AFC at that time. Mm-hmm. Since then, they have been very disappointing. They were five and four. The Raiders were five and four. Like I said, they're both on the outside looking in in terms of the playoffs. And you look at their two divisions, both of their um both of their um divisions, they have two playoff teams in it already in the in the playoffs. You have the AFC North, where you have the Ravens and the Steelers, who are currently in the playoff picture, and then the AFC West where the Raiders play, you have the chiefs and the chargers that are in the playoff picture. So they have an uphill battle and you, you have to rack up wins at some point if you're going to make the playoffs. And to me, whichever team comes out on top, I think this could be a a turning of the page moment for them for the rest of the way. Uh, What are kind of your opening thoughts on this game? For one, I I want to watch this game and try my best not to think about any fancy <laughs> having it because this just seems like it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I I think it's going to be close. Is it in the noon slate? Do you know? I'm looking it up. It is not. It is in the it's it's in that weird 3:05 time slot that they do. Okay. So I wish it was the night game, but yeah, yeah, because <laughs> probably not at the beginning of the season though, right? Yeah, like, you're looking at it like <laughs> this a, is not a Bengals game that and you Raiders. Watch. Yeah. Yeah, gross. But yeah, Bengals have a lot to prove because, I mean, that loss to the Jets, like that, I I don't know how they lost to the Jets. Their whole team has improved so much with the addition of Jamar Chase. And it's not like he's being shut down, right? Yeah. Like, have you been watching those games? Because he's still getting open. Oh, yeah. Bro is still hitting him sometimes. I know he had a couple drops in his, um, in that Jets game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which that Jets but, game was, I mean that's that was a trap game for the Bengals. They were coming off that big win against the Ravens, and that was you know that right that was right after the game against the Ravens. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So they come right. off that big win. They, that was like, you know, their coming out party. It was like, oh, you know, the Bengals are for real. You know, some podcasts were debating whether or not they were a top two team in the, in the AFC. (laughs) (laughs) Some stupid podcast. Yeah. You know, don't listen to those guys. Um, uh, No, no, I'm just kidding. Please uh, listen, subscribe, tell your friends. (laughs) But yeah, I still, I can still see them as a top two team though. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to come off of that to be honest. Cause okay. Then they lost to the Browns. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, And it was not close. 41 to 16. Yeah. yeah, that's just one. You you think you would put them in the top two in the AFC? Really? Still? Yeah, I, I I really would. I I don't know if I could put them over Tennessee or Baltimore, or it'd have to be both of them if you're putting Buffalo in there. Yes, I well they beat the Ravens and that's we'll true. See if they can do it again, but I. Every team has bad games, and I think that's that one against the Browns. That's I think that's like the Rams losing to uh, the 49ers the way that they did too. Yeah, I think they'll bounce back just because Joe Burrow's a solid quarterback, and they have solid offensive line. It's been playing like top fifteen so far. When I don't think anybody was projecting them for it. Um. You got Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I, I still, I would still put them top two. Okay, but that's probably just me. All right, I, I would need to see more from them. Um, you know, the Bengals they have a tough schedule the rest of the way. You look at who they play after this game against the Raiders. 
home against the Steelers, home against the Chargers, home against the Niners, and then at Denver, home against Baltimore. So they do get to play them again in division, uh, home Chiefs, and then at Cleveland. So they have some tough games. They're gonna they're gonna show us who they are. Um, there won't be no question. There won't Absolutely. be any question about it. Um, but that is, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun game. I'm I'm very excited for it. Uh, it should be, it, it, it's just, it's, I won't, I can't say I'll be watching a lot of it cause it's going to be on the same time the Cowboys and chiefs game is. So I just, you know, it's hard for me to focus on multiple games whenever, you know, the Cowboys play, but I will definitely be score watching that one. And I'll be trying to watch the highlights after that. Uh, so prediction time Bengals are favored by one point. So it's basically, it's basically who do you think is going to win? Uh, I am taking the Bengals in this. What about you? I guess we will stay on the same path together. Okay. I, I, I like the Raiders. I like their team. I like Derek Carr. They just have some weak points that I think the Bengals can exploit. Got it. Okay. So we're both taking the Bengals over under at 50. I think I'm taking the under in that one. That's, that's a lot of points. 50 is too high. It's a lot of points in the NFL. Too high. Um, I'll go under two. Cool. Okay, so we we are, agree on that matchup. Awesome. Um, those were the two games that we wanted to talk about. When we come back, we are going to get into fantasy football. We have a fun segment that we're going to do for that. For that, and so we will get into fantasy football right after this. All right, Rosie and I are, are back, and we, as we promised, we are going to talk fantasy football. The fun segment that we came up with for this week is. Players that we think you should trade for and players that we think you should trade away, assuming you have them on your roster. Um, Very excited for this. We both came up with a few names. I think we're each going to do two for each category. Rosie, do you want to start with players that you think you should trade for or players that you should trade away? Uh, Let's go. Let's go trade for trade for. Okay. So the number one player. And, and I think, and we didn't align on this, but are we assuming just like redraft, just rest of season, right? Or, or do you have dynasty built into this as well? I, I think it can be for dynasty because okay. dynasty has redraft applications. In Definitely. It, so. Okay. So number one player that you should trade for uh, rest of the way, who do you have? Well, I, I think this is so important because, um, Playoffs are coming up, and I know our trade deadline's coming up soon. It might be this week for some of y'all. So to really solidify your teams before you go into the playoffs is important. So a lot of this is going to be looking at who is going to play who during the playoff run. So mm-hmm. I'll start us off with uh, Miles Sanders. Ooh, He's hurt right now. Yeah. This one's that this one I can see going really poorly <laughs> because aging like milk, yeah. Yes. But I I said in an earlier podcast that I thought Nick Sirianni was an idiot. And I said that Well, that's because, still true. I mean Well, it might be still true, but he happened to stumble across the secret to Eagles winning football games. Run the ball, man. Like, <laughs> Like, what do you do? Miles Sanders get hurt, gets hurt, and they become like the most run-heavy team in the NFL. It doesn't make any sense. Like, the the point of having Jalen Hurts is not for him to pass it 50 times a game. Yeah. It's that he opens the rush games with his legs. So, 
Definitely. If they were doing that all season, Miles Sanders might be a top 10 back. Okay. Now, with Jordan Howard coming in, Boston Scott coming in, you just have to bet on the talent, and Miles Sanders is a better running back than they are. Yeah. So. That's a that's a that's spicy. I like that. Off to a good start. Miles Sanders trade four. So okay, so let's let's kind of talk about this in real time. We didn't plan this. If you're trying to if you're trying to think of like a trade package that you would send out for, I mean, you're not going to send out one of your you're trying to buy low on him, right? I mean, his stock has right. never been lower. That's right. So you're not going to send out you know one of your you know an RB one or an RB two. So you're not going to send out a, a Zeke Elliott, a obviously not Jonathan Taylor, a I mean, probably not even a Saquon Barkley just because the upside there uh, if he's healthy. So if you're thinking of like someone that you could tr- that you could trade for, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, maybe would you like if you had if you had Elijah Mitchell, would you trade him straight up for Miles Sanders? Uh, I would. Uh, that's a tough one, too, though, because 49ers have a good schedule. Yeah. Into season two. But yeah, I, I would do that. OK. Uh, what about a receiver? Um, let's see, Tyler Lockett, straight up for Miles Sanders. Would you do that? With how Russ is right now, I would. I would probably okay. do that too. You would take the gamble. All right. Um, and this all depends on like what team you have. Yeah, I, I have to couch it in that. Yeah, yeah. It, there's so many in different. A vacuum. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the player that I had, um, I actually tried to trade for him today, but it didn't work out. Um, AJ Brown for the Titans. He has been very disappointing this year. If you've had him, yeah. which I have not, fortunately, um, he is currently wide receiver 30 on the year. Um, now he's missed two games, but if you look at his in the, what two, four in the eight games that he's really played, there was one game he played um, 12% of the snaps. Um, Mm-hmm. So I don't really count that, but so it's really three games. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, that was that was one of the two that I mentioned. Oh, it yeah. was Okay. So if you don't count those two, he has had in games where he's played like the whole game, he has had four games where he has scored in single digits. He has only scored three touchdowns on the year. Uh, so he's had a very disappointing year. And his past two weeks, he has scored in full in PPR, full PPR. He has scored a combined uh, twelve points in the past two weeks. So he's coming off two really bad weeks. You just you just have to think. Derrick Henry is out for a while. AJ Brown, or I'm sorry, um, Julio Jones is on the IR. Someone is going to be catching passes, and we know the talent that AJ Brown is. I think it's going to be him. I think this is the perfect time. Um, this is you know like buying blue chip tech stocks and during the COVID crash in March of 2020. I just. I think this is the time to go get him. I was trying to get him today, uh, but my low ball offers were not successful. Um, shout out Randy. Uh, but that is my number one trade for. Uh, yeah, that's that's who I have. I just think, I think AJ Brown, he's been disappointing, but I think he could be a league winner for you, um, especially depending on the price that you're, you are giving up in order to get him. So, Well, here's his uh, end of season schedule. In week 14, he plays... The Jags. Mm-hmm. And then a tough one uh, against the Steelers. That's probably the start of most people's playoffs. And then the 49ers, who've had kind of a suspect defense. And then the Dolphins. So uh, the Titans are so hard. They, they are. are so hard to figure out. They, Jekyll and they're Hyde. They're winning all these games. Yeah, yeah. 
They're, they're winning all these games, and I just don't know how they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's the defense because mm-hmm. the offenses look so bad. But at some point, you just got to say Tannehill's a good quarterback. A.J. Brown's a great receiver. and Yeah. Yeah, if you can buy A.J. Brown low, I, I like that. Okay. Uh, the other uh, trade four that you have, um, who did you pick? I got Justin Herbert. Uh, he has That's kind a of good struggled one. recently. And I think this is a guy that you can really buy low on. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, one touchdown, one interception, 195 yards last game against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to do great against the Steelers. We'll see if TJ Watt plays. But if he has another bad game, you just think that uh, if you can't get that right Chargers now, offense has to turn itself around from the skid that it's been it, in. Yeah. I I don't know if I necessarily believe in the whole offense. Like I don't know if Mike Williams can turn it around. Yeah. He's been kind of injured. Um but the pieces are there, but more importantly, I think Justin Herbert's an up and coming, just really good quarterback. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. I like that. So Justin Herbert, um, and he plays in week 15, he plays chiefs 16. He plays Houston and then 17 he plays Denver. Okay. So that's a pretty, pretty nice, uh, playoff run. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So I'll do a quick one. This one, he's, he'll be hard to trade for. But if you can, Mike Gusecki, tight end for Miami, just laid an, an an egg this past week. He goosed it. He had seven targets for no catches, for no yards. He had zero points. If you have, if you can, if someone who has him in your league is like panicked by that and you can snag him, do it. Because even after having scoring, even after having scored zero points this past week, he is tight end three on the year. And that you just, you can't, it's so hard to find, you know, good tight end production. So if you can get someone who other than last week has really performed well this year, I would say go for it and do it. Um, the other one that I had, that was just like a, like a quick one. Um, I just wanted to mention that. Um, the other trade for that I had was another receiver kind of going off the whole AJ Brown discussion. And it's kind of fitting that I, that I made this I made this list before the the news came out today. Uh, but I said Antonio Brown. Ah, um, oh, yeah, that was one of mine too. <laughs> um, he there was a headline that came out today about maybe a fake COVID vaccine card or whatever. But all that you know aside, Antonio Brown and Tom Brady have a connection when he plays, and we saw that before he got hurt. And you, he's going to, he's going to have a high touchdown share in that offense when he's in it. And he's such, he's such an amazing talent when he's on the field. So I would, he, and he's been hurt the past few weeks. So if you can try and snag him and get him on your team rest of the season, I would, I would do it. I would want any and every piece of that Tampa Bay offense. So whether it's Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, I actually think Antonio Brown when healthy is the, is the safest bet. Um, cause Tom Brady out of those three, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mike, Ev- well, Mike Evans I mean, is really touched on dependent. Godwin is really good, but I just think Antonio Brown, it's just, he's the one that I feel the, 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 the best about rest of the way. So he's one of my trade aways. Ooh. Okay. Go ahead. 
So let me push back on yeah. it. But also with Gasicki really quick, one thing that I kind of noticed when watching that game is Adam Shaheem really got involved. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. And that's why he got zero points. And Durham Smythe, the other tight end for the Dolphins, has gotten involved. Hmm. So it's it's nah. risky. It's, it's risky. like the Miles you Sanders pick. Yeah, it's risky. He, he he always does well when he's like the only guy. Yeah. So take, keep that in mind. Okay. But with Antonio Brown, he's 33. He's dealing with a foot injury. Where have we seen this before? <laughs> Julio Jones is the answer. Okay. I don't know if he had a foot, but like some leg yeah, problem. Yeah. But whenever like these receivers are in their thirties and they start to deal with those leg injuries, they can fall off quick. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm worried about this. I, I don't know if he's, when he comes back, if he'll be a hundred percent the rest of the season. All right. And so I personally think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are better receivers in general. And I think so too. I just think, I just think the Brady connection can't be overlooked, but Let's That's true. well we re, we will revisit this after the fantasy season um and see yes. c- because we disagree um very you know very clearly on this we'll see how how the Antonio Brown um experience shakes out which I don't feel very confident relying on a guy like him but you know what we'll roll the dice and see what happens uh trade away candidates um you already mentioned Antonio Brown so I will mention um Chris Godwin uh his teammate no yes. way. <laughs> I swear I had it, you know, to the listeners, I had it written down beforehand. I'm not just, you know, doing that for, for theater, but I had Chris Godwin. Um, he has taken advantage of a lot of guys being hurt um, in that Tampa Bay offense. And one person that I think that I think we need to keep in mind when we think of this Tampa Bay offense is Rob Gronkowski. Uh, touchdowns are obviously a huge deal in fantasy. And when Gronk is out there, he is Brady's go-to red zone target. So while Godwin has performed really well, he has been wide receiver nine on the year. Um, and the past three weeks, he has scored 12 points, 28 points, and 25 points. I think this is where we sell high on him. I think with Antonio Brown coming back, with Gronk coming back, there is so many mouths to feed. Um, and I could see Godwin, at least on his touchdowns, I could see him taking a dip in terms of the share of that offense. So I would be trying to move him for the right price. I completely disagree. <laughs> completely. And this is why. Mike Evans is the touchdown guy, right? When it comes to yeah, he is. Tom Brady. He has 11 red zone targets. Chris Godwin has 14. Chris Godwin has not. He has been tackled at the one like more times than you can count, and this is with Antonio Brown and Gronkowski in the offense. So I I think the exact opposite. I think that his touchdowns may increase towards the end of the year. He's only had four. I don't know, man. Gronk has played three games, and he had four touchdowns in those first three games. It's true. I mean, Gronk's going to be a factor, but I. Godwin is the most targeted receiver in the red zone yeah. for this team right now. And he only has four receiving touchdowns and he rushed one, but uh, he's, he's been getting really unlucky and he's still wide receiver nine, which is insane to me. Yeah. And I think that speaks to his talent. I think it also speaks to the the fantasy year that we've had as a whole. Um, it's just, it's been a really, really, it's been, rough. it's been a, it's been a weird year. It's been hard to find consistency. 
Um, That's right. Okay, so the last player to trade away that you had, um, who who did you have? This one is Aaron Jones, and I just traded him away in a dynasty league. Ooh. Uh, he was. Like, I have his teammate as my as my next pick. Oh, Dylan. Yeah, Dillian. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I I traded him away in Dynasty with some other pieces for Javante Williams and James Robinson, who also both have really good playoff stretches. But this is what happens with twenty six year old running backs. Like <laughs> they fall off a cliff is, fast. They do, and I think he'll come back, and I think he'll be okay the rest of the season, but if A.J. Dillon shows anything, I'd be very, very worried. And so well, and I'm they've already been involving him in the offense. I mean, this past week. They have, and he's looked pretty good. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what leans me towards trading Aaron Jones away because I think A.J. Dillon will look good. See, but I don't know what kind of value you could get for Aaron Jones because, I mean, he's only going to be out one or two weeks, but, like, you're getting into the, the playoff stretch as, as you know, as we get to towards the back half of this fantasy season. So I, I don't know if – I just don't know what kind of package you would get for him, you know? Well, if there's a contender in your league in one of these redraft leagues – and he doesn't really need anybody for the next few weeks. That's true. Um, I think that you could trade him. I, I would do him for James Robinson straight up in a redraft Ooh. league. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't we'll know. That, I don't that, know. That, that's a that that's spicy. I don't know if I do that. Yeah. I respect it we'll though. See. Okay. So my my last uh, trade away player was as I already um, mentioned AJ Dillon, um, running back for the Packers. I think, I mean, he's been involved in the offense, um, even with Aaron Jones on the field. Everyone is high on A.J. Dillon right now because of the Aaron Jones injury. And I just think that this is this is the prime time to try and take advantage of the hype. Um, maybe he lives up to it, maybe not. But a lot of people are going to be assuming that he is going to be, you know, a, at least a top 10, maybe top, you know, five or six running back. And so the package you could get for a guy like that, I think would totally be worth it. Um, don't just trade him away for nothing, but see what you can, kind of, you know, test the water, see what you can get for him. If someone is desperate for a running back now, um, kind of like the opposite of what Rosie just said, if someone needs a running back, if they're just on the outside of the playoffs and they're trying to make a push and they need immediate help and you have, you know, a better record and you can afford um, to trade away someone with a, the potential that Dylan has over the next couple weeks, Go ahead and do it. Set yourself up for the playoffs. Take advantage of the short-term situations that um, can provide long-term um, just production for you if you make the right trade. So uh, that's why I chose AJ Dillon. I just think it's capitalized on on the current situation because it's not going to last. It's a smart move. Sell high while you can. Yeah, exactly. Um, he could do he could do well in the future, but if you can get that profit now, it doesn't really matter. Definitely. Cool. So that's going to do it for our fantasy football segment. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get Alex and Austin back in here and do our Thanksgiving food discussion, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. So we'll do that right after this. Okay, all four of us are here uh, for our fun non-sports segment this week. And the spirit of Thanksgiving being next week, which is my personal favorite holiday, I 
felt like it was only necessary that we do a Thanksgiving food themed discussion. Uh, the topic is overrated and underrated Thanksgiving food. So we each have a pick for both of those categories. We're going to go around. Um, hopefully friendships are not broken, uh, depending on how, uh, hot these takes are, but I'm very excited for this. Uh, what what do y'all think is best? Should we do underrated first or overrated first? Because overrated is going to be the spicy ones. Let's go underrated first. Yeah, underrated and, first. Ending a bang for sure. Okay, underrated. Okay. Uh, Rosie, do you want to start us off? What What is your, in your mind, the most underrated Thanksgiving food? It's probably my favorite side. Green bean casserole. I really like green bean casserole. I, I can see like, oh no, Austin's making a face. <laughs> I just hate, I hate green beans in general, but if you put enough oh, okay. onions, if you put enough onion straws, some bacon in, bits. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. 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 This is going to come up later. <laughs> I, can I mean, see you can really mess up green bean casserole though. Oh my gosh. You I can agree. ruin it. By putting Make green the, beans uh, in it. <laughs> no. But the, the, the French onion stuff can get all soggy and it's like eating soggy cereal. But Man, you're really making the favorite. case for it being underrated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're really overselling this. Uh, okay. It tastes really good, though. <laughs> okay, so you're you're saying the green bean casserole is your underrated. Yes. Okay. Uh, Austin, what do you have? All right, so at some restaurants, this is like the feature. This is why you go to this restaurant. But at Thanksgiving, I feel like the rolls can kind of be outshined by it all of the other sides because the rolls are also good. The second day when you take your leftover ham and you make the sandwich for the day after Thanksgiving. Mm. And so like a slider kind of, yeah, like yeah. a slider. So I'm taking them day of, cause you know, even if you're full on Turkey ham and mashed potatoes, you always got room for one more roll, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm taking. I'm taking the, the carbs. I'm taking the bread on this one. Okay. All right. That's a good pick. Alex, what about you? Uh, I'm also sort of going carbs, but I'm going with stuffing. Ooh. I am really a big fan of stuff. Like you can just like green bean casserole, though you can mess it up. It's all mm, about it can be the, dry. Uh, yeah, yeah. If it's got to be moist, but also have a little bit of crispiness on mm-hmm. the top. But yeah, if you make it right, it can be a really nice side with turkey and all right potatoes. stuffing. Yeah, that is a uh, that's a good pick. I love it. Um, Rosie, real quick. You're recording your own audio separately as a backup, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Also, underrated uh, Underrated I wasn't should... supposed to be favorite, right? Yeah, just like one that you don't think doesn't get, like it doesn't get enough love. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to make... I started doing that. All right. I just wanted to make sure I, I thought of it. Um, okay. All right. So uh, I know where we left off, so I'll pick it back up. Stuffing, yeah. Okay. So my <laughs> underrated uh, Thanksgiving food that I went with uh, I don't think a lot of people have it at Thanksgiving, but it's personally my favorite side dish. Have y'all ever had hash brown casserole? Oh, yes. I don't think so. No? What's okay, so Austin it's has... Not a tradi- it's not traditional Thanksgiving, but okay. if it's in your family, then it counts. Yeah. Did your dad make that? No, so like- it started my my sister, my older sister started making it. Um, and I think we've had it at our family's Thanksgiving for or at least maybe seven at least seven years so it's been in our family's thanksgiving um spread for a while um and once becca and i started dating she liked it so much that one thanksgiving she made it for her family's thanksgiving and so now i get it 
at both of our family's Thanksgivings, which is just amazing because it's my favorite. Is dish. it marriage? Marriage is fantastic, isn't it? The, the, yes. <laughs> people don't talk about the double Thanksgiving as being like just one of the best. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of- That's uh, underrated. That is itself. underrated. And it, yes, absolutely. Double Thanksgiving, double turkey, double all the, it's just, it's fantastic. Um, but so that's my underrated one of hash brown casserole. If I respect that. Rosie and Alex, if y'all haven't had it, um, I can, I'll send y'all the recipe or whatever. Um, is it like a really cheesy dish? So it's, it's about, cheesy. Yeah, I'll it's take the shredded hash browns. Um, it's, you put, you actually, the top of it is like cornflakes to give it like a crunch. And Ooh, it's got, that's it's got some, um, like grilled onions in it as well. And it's, whew, man, I'm getting hungry yeah. thinking about it. It's good. Yes. Send me the recipe. So I don't want to try it. Okay. I respect that. Andrew, that was a great pick. Thank you. I respect, I respect that. Thank that you. That was nice. Okay. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's, um, let's ruffle some feathers. Uh, overrated Thanksgiving food. We'll go same order. Rosie, what did you have? <laughs> I, I really want to say the cranberry sauce, but uh, I, I don't think anybody likes that. No. Like I had the, that. The I had that, that as an comes in a can. I had that as an alternate. You gotta have it homemade. I had that as an alternate can. Um, for an underrated. I actually really like it. But if someone oh, took hash brown casserole, I was gonna say elaborate, that. please. On on a why do you why do you hate it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Rosie. We have to have. Well, it, it's my least favorite, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say the turkey is the most overrated. Ooh, yeah, it can be. Yeah, I'm a big ham guy. Oh yeah, so okay, I, like I agree with you there. Or prime rib. Pretty Ooh, good. prime rib. I'll shanté. No, no, one year my or filet mignon. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, lobster tail. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we, Bro, did, we just eat bone on Thanksgiving. Texas no, Day Brazil just, for Thanksgiving. No, one one year my stepdad he was just trying to sort of show off and ordered a big fry, <laughs> which I I didn't complain. Man, that yeah, that sounds really good. Um, Making the call sponsors Alex's stepdad's primary, <laughs> and uh, my sister's hash brown casserole. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, turkey can be very overrated. It depends on yeah. How you cook how it, you cook it? Because if it's it's not bad, but if it's, it's really just... if it's really dry, it yeah. Oh yeah, then it that's the worst. Dead. Yeah, but okay, cranberry sauce is your most overrated. All right. Um, I thought he said turkey. Yeah, that's my most overrated. I don't like. Come on, nobody likes cranberry sauce. Oh, I like, do. It, oh, okay. it, 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 no, 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 you don't. Uh, yeah, no, yes, you I don't. do. Cranberry sauce <laughs> no, has don't. its place. Like you in a in a you sp- like it because everybody else hates it. No, 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 no. Let's be real. In a spread of carbs in meat and cheeses and everything, you gotta have. That, you can't tell me. You gotta have that. You can't that, tell me you pick that it. Fruit. No, I put it on my plate. Sometimes I'll get two slices <sighs> if I'm feeling crazy. You no, can put more mashed no, potatoes. You gotta have. You gotta have that fruit fruity tartiness on the plate to kind of balance out the palate. You're a fruity tartiness. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want anything that looks like dog food on my plate. Uh, okay. Like it looks like canned dog food coming out. Like you got to like kind of shake it up a little bit. So the jello falls out like, you no, know, I'll pass. All right. Agree to disagree there. Austin, what did you have for most overrated? <laughs> I had, I had Turkey as my most overrated. I, you know, there's just ham, I don't know, ham tastes better to me. There's less potential for ham to be dry. And turkey, I mean, all the turkey that I've had at Thanksgiving, I just, I prefer ham. Um, yeah. But since Drew already harped on turkey a little bit, so I'm going to go with 
Yeah, Rosie. Dang it. I've been so good with that. <laughs> um, do you know, have you noticed once that podcast, once Thanksgiving <laughs> that people like make their most luxurious salads? Oh, you know, yeah. Like, salad has no place on my Thanksgiving plate. The salad, but cranberry sauce does. Interesting. Yes. But we're going <laughs> to. It does. I think that turkey is my number one, but since we've already heard. Cranberry that, sauce is not as filling as salad. That is why it has who, a place. Who wastes their time putting salad on their Thanksgiving plate when you ever you have. Bunny rabbits. Wait, Drew, are you raising your hand? Do you put salad on your plate at Thanksgiving? Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's a nice, fresh little crunch. And especially like so, Caesar so salad. So first mm. you take a bite of your um, your green bean cereal soup. And then you, <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought your yeah, so green, good. Captain Captain Green Bean Crunch was your crunch, but apparently it's salad. So <laughs> maybe oh, right now. maybe he makes a sandwich. You know, he has a piece of lettuce. He puts his green bean soup, then another piece of lettuce. That's right. Oh man, and then uh, dips it in cranberry sauce. That is, that is what I do. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, you know, I just thought of something though. With turkey being overrated, like, would you guys still make gravy like for your mashed potatoes? Oh yeah, definitely. I think you can put the gravy on the ham too, and the stuffing. What? Uh, I don't know about that. Awesome. No, you cannot. It depends. Like, I just have like brown gravy. Yeah, I I don't know on a ham. No, I have you never put the brown gravy on the ham before? Yeah, what's my, nobody what's does that. that? That sounds it's on fine. par with Drew's or Rosie's. Uh, Plus salad, it's green gra- bean. Gravy, you marry, go on anything. You marry the gravy, yeah, pretty gross. the ham, and like the mashed it's potatoes. What? It's like all this savory. No, you just like, no, 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 no. You have a caramel drizzle on the ham. Chrissy's parents do great at that. Like, oh, see, we've never nice had caramel drizzle. I've never had caramel drizzle. That sounds better. Yeah. Than, that gra- sounds better than the gravy. Personally, it's it my rapper name. Well with the caramel ham. drizzle. Like, gravy, gravy doesn't. <laughs> caramel drizzle. That's good. <laughs> I think that's a good one. Bro, you better lock that down. <laughs> I got dibs. You're all right Cop- in the studio. I Copy- see a guitar in the back yeah. over there. Copyright. Making the call. Caramel drizzle. You heard it here first. Caramel drizzle on the mic. On the mic. That could be our opening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we the best Alex. music. Caramel drizzle. <laughs> Alex. My turn? Yeah. Before um, before Austin keeps uh, okay. this whole rap career thing. About to lay down some bars. <laughs> all right. No, but uh, mine might be a little controversial. I'm going with. Pumpkin pie. Oh, that's a good one. I, um, that, was, that was my most. Yeah. I just don't like the whole. I'm just really not a fan of pumpkin pie. Like, I think it's too soft. Like, I'm more of a. Oh, I get that. I'm more of a pecan pie guy. Yeah. With a little vanilla ice cream you on mean top. Pecan, pecan pie, peanut pecan? butter pie, apple pie, any other pie. I swear, I I honestly, honestly, I think pie. I peanut switch off. It just depends what comes out of my. Pecan <laughs> pie is the superior pie, but yeah, and you got to put a little vanilla ice cream on top, but. Mm. I will not stand for pumpkin pie hate. Yeah, I'm just I, not a fan. I understand your lack of texture complaint. I do. Because yeah. like, you get the crunchiness of the pecan and the filling. I and just, it's, it's a whole experience. Uh, but like, I love pumpkin flavoring, so that's why I'm advocating. Yeah, I like it in coffee. I, I sure. understand. And pumpkin bread, yeah. I understand your complaint. Austin, I, I got to push back on, on that. Um, so you're telling me on Thanksgiving – if there's a pumpkin pie and a pecan pie, or there's no, I'm taking the pecan pie. Okay, is there yeah. a pie that like there's not a pie you would take a pumpkin pie over? I no. would take pumpkin pie over cherry pie. Hmm. I I would still say and cherry. I yeah. would here. I would go. I would go pecan, buttermilk, chocolate, oh. pecan. 
apple. You mean pumpkin apple? at the end? Oh, yeah, you would yeah, take pumpkin sorry, over yeah, apple pumpkin, pie? Pumpkin at the end. I think I would. Oh, my gosh. At thanks, that is at blasphemy, me, my friend. At Thanksgiving specifically. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Apple pie yeah, is apple, 365. It, it, it is not exclusive to Thanksgiving. Exactly. Apple pie is 365. Pumpkin pie is not. So at Thanksgiving, I'm going to enjoy apple no, pie. No, pumpkin right, pie pumpkin is 365. Pie. <laughs> it's just 365 <laughs> in the trash. Like, Drop no. the mic, Austin. Drop the mic. Oh. Drop the mic. All, All right. right. Carl Drizzle is about to preach. Let's go. Freestyle. Okay. All right, next podcast so, you have to say I'm on with Rosie and Carmel Drizzle. And we're gonna... <laughs> okay, so is it just me to say my overrated? Yeah. Okay. Well, my overrated was Rosie's underrated. I said green bean casserole because it I don't know. It's like the last thing you put on your plate. Like maybe maybe salad over that. But there's just like a, Ooh, a spicy take. A, no, like I like, you know, I would probably put green bean casserole on my plate before salad is what I meant. So it's not that you don't like it. I just think I just like if it disappeared from the Thanksgiving spread, I wouldn't miss it. You put more mashed really? potatoes where the green bean casserole would be. Yeah. Or hash brown casserole or even cranberry yeah. sauce. Caramel drizzle approves. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. Well, that is our um, Thanksgiving food. Let's wrap it up. Let's talk about our picks from last week, where we were right, where we were wrong. Then we'll do the dad joke of the week and end this podcast um, before we have to hear Carmel Drizzle um, one more time. Um. <laughs> oh, Carmel Drizzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can delete that. No, okay. I'm leaving that make, in. Are we making our picks too and yeah. stuff? <laughs> um, yeah, you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get okay. your parlay. Um, yeah, Ro- I got Ro- that yeah. Okay. Rosie already did his. Uh, NFL upset pick in the in the yeah. NFL segment that that him and I did, but mm-hmm. our good call and bad calls from last week. So Baylor versus OU. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, Sikkim Bears. Myself, congrats, Rhett congrats. and Austin all picked Baylor. Alex picked OU. And, me and Hart. Um, yes, yeah. and you and Hart. Uh, in terms of the over, I picked the over. That did not hit. Uh, Austin, oh. Alex, and Rhett were all correct in picking the under in that. Austin's upset picks. Uh, Sanford was so close, uh, but Sanford oh, over Florida was... did not hit. Virginia over Notre Man. Dame did not hit. That was a bad game. That was a bad pick. And Virginia, was Virginia didn't want to. They saved their best quarterback for this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, NC yeah. State over That's Wake Forest funny. did not hit either. And then. That was close. Making the parlay. Um, hey, but my Baylor my Baylor over OU was, was, a, was a David versus. That's true. Pick and that, bonus. That, hit. Yeah, that was a bonus. Yeah, yeah. That's the first one, right? Yeah, first one. The first one. Yeah, Sikkim Bears. Sikkim David. Um, okay. And then the making the parlay from last week, uh, my leg, you know, not to brag, was the only one that hit. I picked the Panthers to cover. They won outright against the Cardinals. Alex missed picking the Titans to cover three points. That was half a, a point. Half or yeah. It was three points. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's two and a half. So. It was yeah. tough beat. Titans only won by two. Um, but that, so that was, that was really close. Rosie picked the Browns over the Pats. Um, we know how that went. Austin picked the Steelers to cover. Uh, that was dumb. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and guess what my upset pick was? Someone's <laughs> upset about it. You did not call the Lions to tie. So stop it. Listen, somebody's upset. <laughs> uh, dude, I was watching that game and like I was getting pissed. Like I want them to lose. That game was that game was drunk. It it was so bad. Was so bad. I, I've never seen such bad quarterback it play. It just gives me more starters. reason to just yeah, no, yeah. Mason Rudolph. Come on. Uh, I don't like that guy. Already. Worst quarterback <laughs> in the league. 
Oh man. Uh, and then the, the final leg, the final leg of that was uh, Trent taking Chargers money line and the Vikings won outright. So I'm sure he was okay yeah. with being wrong on that because his Vikings won that game. That's his win-win. Uh, exactly. Scenario. Yeah. So he's just, you know, he's playing 3D chess. Uh, Alex, you're making the parlay this week, or I'm not making the parlay. Your weekend parlay. Um, I know you um, cooked up something nice and dicey for us. Yeah. What do you have? Yeah, so starting green it off, bean I got <laughs> some green bean casserole. That's uh, an underdog. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm starting off with the – I'm taking the Cowboys over the Chiefs, plus two and a half points there oh, like that. I like that. Cowboys. Oh. I'm taking the Bengals over the Raiders. They're, they got to cover one point. I think they'll do that. And then I, cup, I got a couple of money line fillers. I'm taking the uh, – Ravens to win outright, the Panthers to win outright, and the Bills to also win outright against the Colts. Who are the Ravens playing? And so the Ravens are playing the Bears, and the Panthers are playing the Washington football team. And then the Bills are playing the Colts. Yeah, for the Panthers, that's the first game for Cam Newton to start. Oh, yeah. He's back. Could be a lot of motion there. Yeah. He's more back than Texas is. I got to say, I got hyped when he ran that that touchdown in and screamed out, I'm back. I, I'm not even a Panthers fan. And that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. You were your Panthers fan last week though. You he should have been in the, he should have been a starter in the league. It's somewhere, true. I think this, yeah. this entire season. Well, okay. Let's, he was bad last year again uh, with the Pats. I don't I think, think it was just uh, a bad, horrible. it was a bad fit. The system. Yeah, it, his, it was a bad fit, but was not his yeah. system. I like, they're trying to make him a pocket passer almost. What what like what team should he have been a starter on this year? Like if you go Lions, the Panthers. Lions. <laughs> well, but the Lions traded for Jared Goff, so they're like uh, if you go right. off of like each individual situation, I don't I I think I mean, maybe, I'd, maybe I'd, the I'd, Washington I think Austin is talking about in terms of talent. Okay. Yeah, in terms of team. sheer talent. But see the fo- Washington football team going into it, Alex, they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz. So they had Fitzmagic. Yeah, but he he went down real quick. That's true. Week one. They could have picked him up. He yeah, should have been but, starting week two. But anyways, so, anyways, those combined yeah. odds are plus nine hundred and sixty nine. Okay. So, for every dollar you bet, you win nine dollars and sixty nine cents back. All right. If, oh, nice. I love that. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So that is his weekend parlay. Uh, that is going to do it uh, for this week's episode of Making the Call. Don't forget y'all to rate and review us whether it's um spotify or itunes or however you get your podcast please uh, give us a five-star rating on apple uh, if you're on uh, spotify make sure you are um, following and subscribing to the podcast feed uh, you can also hit that bell on the top so it'll notify you whenever the new podcast drops each and every week uh, that would really help us out a lot thank you so much um for doing that the dad joke this week um it's really i'm ready it's it's really not even a joke. It's just like a story. Uh, it's something that happened this past week. Uh, so I I get like I'll get like a song stuck in my head, and once it's in my head, then I I'll just you know I'll sing various verses of it over and over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. And so the other day, my wife asked me to stop singing the song Wonderwall to her, and I said maybe. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, I think that's enough. Oh, <laughs> I think see I think oh, we can end man. the podcast on that. Uh, I just uh, yeah. That's one of the worst jokes <laughs> I've ever heard. 
not it's not a joke. It's because it's Wonderwall it's more of a too. Wonderwall is statement. And the mu- in the musician community, Wonderwall is such a meme. According oh, to so according like, to Carmel Drizzle. Oh. Carmel Drizzle. <laughs> next next song titled Wall Wonder instead of Wonderwall. Uh, We're gonna upstage Wonderwall. <laughs> okay, so that's oh, that's that <laughs> that's the dad joke. If you've made it this far in the podcast, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.